Making it work in Montana is back after a one-year hiatus. We are on the summit of a mountain in Lakeside, Montana, and I am here with Deborah Davis at Purple Mountain Lavender. And I had dinner here uh, about a month ago and learned that there's a lavender farm on top of this mountain here in Lakeside, which I did not know, and I had the most amazing experience when my wife took me here. So I'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Deb Davis. I'm so glad you're here today, and welcome to Purple Mountain Lavender. Well, tell me a little bit about what you do. I'll ask you a few questions. Um, this is a lavender farm, so what goes on at Purple Mountain Lavender? I have found that I started the farm in 2004, and... In 2007, I started actually harvesting and, and I kept growing more plants and pretty soon I found that I was getting more plants and finding out which varieties work and which ones um, didn't work so well here in Montana and then I found out people in the community were so supportive and they kept on saying, well, do you do this and how do I grow this variety and why won't my lavender grow? So I just kept expanding, and so now we have um, a beautiful location up here, and I grow over 40 varieties, and I've met so many wonderful people up here, and it's just worked out to be a, a great experience for me. So the first thing that happened was you were just growing lavender in this location? Well, my husband and I bought the land in the early 1990s during a snow blizzard. Um, we cross-country skied up Blacktail Heights Road, and we had to take our skis off. It was the snow was so deep, and we found out that there was some land for sale up here, and it was solid trees. And my husband and I decided let's go ahead and, and buy the land. And my husband always loved Montana. Um, he went to school at University of Montana, and um, the sky was always bluer in Montana. So we bought the land here because my husband at the time was a professor in West Virginia. And um, so we bought the land, um, did not know we were going to start growing lavender. Um, I was a school teacher at the time, and I taught school for almost 30 years. And so when we moved up here, um, 2002, we built a house, and I looked out the window, and I told my two sons and my husband that I wanted to make the world more beautiful, and I was going to try growing lavender because we have a very deep well. So that's how it all began. We planted 100 plants, and it just kind of took off from there. Well, it's interesting how you got started. My wife loves lavender, and so when she found out about this place, she's just totally into it. So uh, kind of similar to you, I guess. Like she would go to the store to buy some plants and things and always bring back some lavender, and just our house has a lot of lavender, uh, nothing like what you have here. But um, what is it about lavender that... Uh, because there's so many things you can do with it and whatnot. Um, tell us a little bit about what it is about lavender that you find so um, fascinating or interesting or just makes you want to farm it. Well, when I decided, um, because we, we could not irrigate, um, and lavender is a drought-resistant plant, and, of course, I thought it was a pretty plant, um, that's why we chose it. And then after we got into it and I started growing it, I realized that there are over 450 varieties. And I kept on uh, trying new varieties to see which one would survive in Montana. Um, when I began, I had a lot of people say, you cannot grow lavender in Montana. And so I said, well, let's see. So I, I kind of started out because I just wanted to, 
Um, I love lavender. Uh, I did had no idea I was going to actually have it become a business. So when I thought, well, I was teaching school, I had the summers off, I could go ahead and um, and and take that summertime. And then pretty soon I started getting bundles and. It sort of multiplied, and I decided that, ah, what can I do with lavender? And the more I've learned throughout the years is there's so much more to lavender than just the fact that it's a beautiful plant. Um, I use it for culinary, and that's where we decided to have these culinary dinners you came to. Um, just to share with people um, that lavender is from the rosemary mint family, and it's a great enhancement for other flavors in your food. And so we shared the first um, lavender dinner and then it was such a success and people were so supportive. Um, we did it again and then COVID came and we had to cancel unfortunately. Um, but this year things worked out well and we decided to have three smaller events and um, it sold out actually quite rapidly within a couple of days. So um, it's just one of the things we decided to do was part of the community was to share the lavender up here and um, and, and let people see how beautiful it is and see the different varieties and all the different uses for it. Yeah, so when I was up here having dinner, I ate lavender, which is weird when you're standing next to lavender, you don't think you want to eat it. And I can't remember, can you remind me, who was the chef that prepared that meal? It was amazing. It was the guys doing donuts. And right, um, Chef Frank Haynes um, has been here about a year and he's been a chef um, in San Francisco. He's been a chef, um, he, I think he's from Vermont. He's also been in New York City. He came out here. He had a friend, I believe, that lived in Whitefish. And he said, Frank, why don't you come on out? So Frank came out. Um, I love donuts. And I must say that um, the spot, if you haven't been to the spot, you need to go there. Really gourmet donuts, and he changed monthly. So my husband and I had gone through the drive through a few times, and uh, Frank came out to give cup of coffee to you know samples to people and I said you have you ever done anything with lavender and he says no but I'd love to so that's how I met Frank and um, we we just kind of hit it off and, and I asked I told him about the dinner and I said would you be interested in something like this so Frank's the one that came up with a menu um, and he really did an I think an excellent job as far as presentation and it's almost like a piece of artwork every course that we had and the food was really good because if you have really if you use lavender in your food you just want to say boy that is really good what's in it not like oh my gosh you know it, it tastes like lavender it sh should be the secondary flavor so um, that's how it all started yeah, if you ever get the chance to try one of these dinners, what, what I liked was he came out and he presented each course and you know, taught us about why he made it the way he did and how much lavender emphasis there was. And you're right, it was just the right amount of lavender, but you could tell it was there, but it didn't overwhelm it. And the food was amazing, and he's definitely an up-and-coming restaurateur in the area for sure. Um, so the next is are you done with the dinners this year or is there going to be more this is uh 2021 right there's one more dinner and it's coming up this monday um so we're looking forward to that one and i do want to mention that julie with montevino winery um also paired the wines with frank's different courses and they explained why they paired a certain wine with that so the whole idea was to be a culinary experience so um we're happy with um people's comments about how successful it was and then we'll go ahead and see how 2022 goes yeah it was a great experience i told Thank my you. wife it was one of the better dates she's ever organized because <laughs> i didn't know what it was yeah. and then i came up here and i'm 
looking at Flathead Lake. The view's amazing. There's lavender all over the property. We're having this amazing meal, and and I know that there's only so much capacity, but definitely get get a reservation for it when it comes up again. It was amazing. Thank um, you. Getting back to your lavender, how many different kinds of lavender are you growing on this property? On this property, we're up to about 40. Um, again, there's over 450. Um, we found I, want, I use my lavender basically for three purposes, and I've learned this over the year. Uh, one, of course, is the culinary we've talked about. Um, the second one is we have um, uh, distillation system. We have a copper just steam distillation system that we use, and from there we can uh, use some of the varieties that we have um, to distill our own essential oil. And we get the essential oil and we get the hydrosol and we use those in our products. And the third one is um, I just am preparing for a gal who's having her wedding. And so just a pretty bundles. And uh, I also have another order that I'm getting ready to deliver to the good food store in Missoula. And I just delivered one to the North Shore Farms over there going on the way to Big Fork. So I try to, uh, to use, sell my bundles locally and people come up and we'll be... Um, get harvesting and I'll be bundling and they'll say, can I buy that? So we do have guests that come up and, and just want them in their home as well. So if you're a guest and you want to come up, you can help farm. Is that how it works? Or what, what are you uh, doing to provide farming experience to people that want to find out what's going on up here? Well, I'm, we're really lucky because it's just my husband, Greg and I, who's been a big part of this whole process. He kind of likes to stay behind the scenes, but He's the one that's dug all the holes and cleared the land, and he even helps bundle as well, and he does the oil distillation demo we're going to be doing in a few weeks. Um, but we have friends who've come up, and they help with bundling because when it's ready, it's ready. And um, if you're interested in helping out, you just need to get on my website, which is purplemountainlavendermontana.com, and let me know that, that you would, are interested in helping to volunteer to bundle. Um, and I have a few people that go out in the field with me, and they help me cut. So it's really not so much you getting out there with that sickle and, and actually um, cutting, but it's more of coming up here and helping to bundle, uh, clean it up, and then we hang it in the barn. So it's just using your senses as far as, you know, touching the lavender. You go out in the field, and right now it's just full of the uh, orchestra of the bees working, and it's just a wonderful experience. So we are doing appointment only to keep things um, under control and keep it since it's just my husband and I. But if you let me know and you, you come on up and you call ahead, and if I'm harvesting, we'll stop and I'll take you down the field. And we have beautiful areas for you to uh, photograph um, the lavender and pictures with your friends. And it's just, again, we just opened it up about five, six years ago because it was so beautiful. We thought we've got to share this. So if I want to get some pictures with lavender and I don't want to farm it necessarily, what's the best protocol to work with you guys? Because it's a beautiful place. And you even have like cool things like there's some old cars and things with the lavender mm -hmm. so uh, people wanting to take amazing photographs can definitely do that here uh, how's the best way to get plugged in to take photographs up here well if you're just um, amateur photographer and you want to just come up and and walk the field and take photos you just need to let me know and um, call ahead I have had professional photographers come up and um, they like to come either later in the evening or early morning for that sunrise or sunset and um, you just need to let me know about that and, and if you're professional and want to do it later in the evening or really early um, there is a fee that they can just contact me for more details and then when I was here having dinner there's a gift shop 
is that always open or I may probably not because you live here, but what, when can you go to the gift shop? Well, again, if you call ahead and say, oh, I don't want to take a class, um, I just want to come up in Rome and, and I need to do some shopping for friends or for the holidays or whatever, if you let me know and I'm here, then you, I'll just go ahead, come on up and you can go into our shop and... Um, 90% of the products that we make are, are made with our lavender, and um, I make all the products, and it's kind of an interesting process, and I'm really into quality, as not as so much quantity, so I do everything in small, um, in, in small steps, and I only make so many at a time, like I'm just finishing up some um, uh, pillow inserts that I ran out before, so I, I've, I've sewn up some of them in these beautiful lavender prints, and then I just harvested and dried and cleaned some of my Hidcote Pink and Chelsea Pink Lavender Bud, which has such a wonderful fragrance, and I'm now in the process of filling those up. So it's kind of unique gifts if you're interested in that, and um, it's always fun to have people come up and, and see what we have. So uh, remind me again, what my wife loves it here. What is she coming up to do? She's doing a class. What's the class she's doing? Well, we, we do, um, I set up a number of classes um, every year. I kind of sit, I look at the community and what people seem to like before and some new ideas. Um, what's coming up um, this Friday, I have what I call Teddy Bear Day. And what it is is I have these uh, nice fleece forms that have been made by a friend of mine, um, Penny, who took a lot of TLC to make them. And we're going to fill those and get their bellies full of lavender. And um, I think we're going to make some crowns using our fresh lavender and flowers. And then that's this Friday. And the following Friday is our wreath-making class. And that is always a, a fun, popular class because people can make different sized wreaths using our fresh lavender. And then the first Friday in August, I'm having a new class. It's called Calm Down Day, in which I thought with the stress of COVID this year, um, I'm a Tai Chi instructor, and I have a, a good friend, Kathy Laskowski, who is going to do a, um, a yoga class, and we're going to be making bath salts and sachets and uh, enjoying lavender lemonade and shortbread cookies and having a great calm-down day. And then um, my husband will be doing an oil distillation demo. A lot of people want to know, well, how can I distill my own oil? How does the process work? Um, and he'll be doing that as well. And it's kind of a fascinating process, and there's a lot of chemistry involved in that. So those are the classes that are left for 2021. So basically going on to purplemountainlavendermontana.com will get you plugged in on those kind of things, right? Yes, you can get more information. And if you have a question, um, just text or call me or, and, or email me, and um, I'll be glad to get back with you. Um, because this is just, um, like I said, my husband and I, and I take pride in uh, not having a chain of how you reach the right person. It's just me. So go ahead and let me know what your question is. And if you have a wedding coming up or an event and you're interested in using lavender, um, just let me know, and I'll be more than happy to show you the variety that I think might work for that particular situation. And then we'll get into the weeds a little bit. So you said... You're doing 40 of 450 lavender types? Yes. That exists? Are, yes. Are all the lavenders growing in the similar climates, or do they vary? And uh, I don't know that much about lavender. One time I was in France, and we were in the Provence area, and we, mm -hmm. my wife and I, I think that was her big moment where she just decided she was really into lavender. And so 
we've been growing it at our place and whitefish here and there. Uh, but I think we only grow like a couple different kinds that we find at the local nurseries. But mm-hmm. with 450, what what are some of the differences uh, that maybe I, I might not know that you know? Well, you know, and, and this has like been a learning process for me. Like I said, when I started out, I did not intend on, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to be a lavender farmer. But I, it's such a fascinating plant, like I said, that it was it was fun for me to learn more about it. And I'm still learning. But basically um the variety that we recommend up here and that we have found works for us here in montana is the angustifolia um, and that is a true english lavender and then there's a lavadin which is a hybrid and we have some grosso plants and uh, provence and a lot of the larger um, farms use those they have beautiful long stems and nice fragrance they like to use it for the oil because you get a lot more oil than you do when we use our angustifolia Um, however i have found that when we had our harsh weather conditions that i found that my angustifolia are the ones that kind of made it through and a lot of my lavadins did not because it's a hybrid so i always encourage people um, as far as what variety to to purchase, um, number one, make sure it's a reputable nursery um, to make sure you're getting a quality plant. Um, number two, make sure when you're growing your lavender, the first year you um, water it. I usually water mine here in Montana every other day, um, just a little bit, and then I always cut the blooms off. I don't let them actually um, bloom up because I want the roots, energy in the roots. And um, number three, just make sure that your soil um, pH is 6.5 to 7.5 and make sure that it's uh, rocky or sandy. If you have um, a lot of clay, then there will not be good drainage. So you'll notice when you come up here that we literally are uh, planted our lavender on a hillside, mountainside, and that's because we have good drainage. And some of our plants are 16 going on 17 years, and some of our other plants that we now propagate um, are a few months old. So. Um, if I can help you in any way, just let me know because it's 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 really interesting. The last variety um, of species that that you might find here um, at some stores, it's called a Spanish lavender, and the distinction with that is it's got a little poofy thing at the top um, that kind of uh, plumes up there, and it's really beautiful. But um, it usually will not last more than that season, and I encourage people to plant it in the ground, not necessarily uh, put it in a pot because of drainage, and um, to just, you know, enjoy your plants, uh, make sure they're separated because they will grow, they are a shrub. So you cut them back in the spring and the fall, and um, then they will be happier and you'll get better production. If you just let them go, then they'll get really woody, and um, you'll find that they aren't pretty anymore. That's great because that's one thing we've noticed my wife and I growing it and we're rank amateurs that's why we're glad to get connected with you and learn things is we've cut it too much and we've watered it too much and uh, so it's a sensitive plant it has a way that it likes things that has it do really well and then you can definitely over care for it wouldn't you say absolutely the thing about lavender is like I said we do not irrigate and so a lot of our lavender plants we haven't had rain in over a month so they have not been watered in a month and to go out there and look at them and how beautiful they are they are really drought resistant and I do want to comment we my husband and I had to put a fence up uh, a deer fence around our our main field a few years back because the I think it was 2015 because the deer were um, even in the wintertime with a foot of snow they would you know brush the snow away and pull out the plants or 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 chew on the plants and then spit them out so um, 
you might not have a problem if you grow lavender, but for us, um, they really became a nuisance. So um, it, it's important that you protect your plants and um, and realize that they may be deer resistant, but but not for a second to think that they're not going to bother them. And remind me, what, what was the first year you started doing this more beyond you guys as just a couple, um, get, you know, your lavender production here? When, when did you start going beyond that? What year was that? Well, like I said, in 2007, we really started to, to actually, you know, cut it, and I sold it to a few places, and I started selling it at the Good Food Store in Missoula and just um, to a few locals. And I think it was probably about maybe six years ago that we actually opened it up, and, and, and we, for example, we added 300 new plants just um, last year. And um, my goal was to have 1,000 plants and um, be able to walk through my field as I got older, and now we have 1,500. So I'm, I'm hoping to just, I think I need to stop here, and we're just gonna continue to replant ones that might not make it um, through the, the harsh winters. Um, I think this year was more of, um, we had damage to um, some of our plants because of the wind. So normally it was like really cold weather, but if we can get a blanket of snow on top of our plants before it gets cold, then usually they're protected. We don't have that much loss. This year we didn't um, have the snow that we needed, but we had those high winds. So not only did we lose a lot of trees, but a lot of our plants um, have a little bit of damage on the side. So I'm gonna cut back the dead and hopefully next year they will come back and, and be 100%. So like all farming, you're always battling mother nature a little bit by trying to get something really specific to happen up here absolutely and and things have changed yeah. uh, climate wise things are, are different than they were 10 years ago when we were doing lavender yeah. so um you know with 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 the fires and everything I'm, I'm looking to see how that might affect my plants when we distill uh, we hope to distill starting again this week so um yeah, you know, I have so much respect for farmers. I really, really do. Um, when I started this, again, I had no idea. But um, it is weather contingent, and, and, and my business is also contingent on having volunteers help and um, and support from the community. So I must say, like, Kalispell Chamber has been so supportive, Discover Kalispell, and just some wonderful local businesses. Um, and they've kind of kept my, um, my enthusiasm going. So, and again, having people come up here, it's, I met so many wonderful people. Yeah, well, this place sells itself, so once the awareness happens, I think you'll have more people wanting to be up here than you can handle. What? So the future for this um, Lavender Mountain business is, uh, what, what do you see like the next five years for uh, you and your family running this Lavender Farm? Well, I've always... Um I've always done the lavender because, again, because um, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's a really hard work. It's not always just fun. You know, when it's ready to harvest, you harvest. But as long as the community is supportive, as long as um, my husband and I feel that it's something that we can continue to do um, as we mature, <laughs> as we get older, um, we'll, we'll keep going. So our plan is going to be to I'll reevaluate this fall um, what products people really enjoyed, um, what varieties really did well, and we'll propagate more. Um, I'm not into selling plants right now. That's really another industry in itself, but I love to help people get started um, on their own planting, whether it's um, a business or whether it's just something they want to do um, for pleasure to enjoy their plants. So um, year by year, uh, it's going to be interesting to see 
uh, where this journey takes me because it's been a, a really fun one and interesting one. So I feel very, very fortunate to be where I am. It's an amazing place to be, but for those who can't see, I'm sitting in a porch that's enclosed and I'm just looking at the lake and behind me is all the lavender and just waking up here would be a great thing to do every day. It's a great property. Uh, I Thank think you. at this point of where you're at with things, you've met a lot of people and this is uh, making it work in Montana. So I think just as a last thing, since you guys got this all established kind of over time and... Um, you know, what advice do you have for people that are just trying to plug into the business community here in Montana and get connected based on your experiences? What's worked really well and what things do you like and don't like about trying to run a business like this in, or more of an enterprise uh, in Montana? Well, first of all, I want to let people know that you can grow lavender in Montana. Um, certain varieties are better than the others. So if you want to start growing a large quantity of lavender, um, like I said, we started with 100 plants, and this way we found out with our soil what worked and what didn't. Um, but you really want to take a look at what is your purpose? You know, what do you want to do with the lavender? Is it just for your own pleasure? Um, do you want to go the culinary route? Um, do you want to um, do essential oil? Um, do you just want to sell bundles at the farmer's markets? Um, People love lavender, and I have found that I have chosen to have people come up to the farm because I know they like lavender. Um, but there's a lot of opportunities there, I think, with farmers markets for people that want go, to go there and, and share their product with them. So I would just say um, not to start too big, to find out which varieties work, and, and to realize what you want to have a market. You know, do you, what do you want to use your lavender for before you plant that? thousand plants, which some farmers have started in different parts of the country. And again, make sure that the plants that you do purchase are from reputable nurseries. Um, there is a root rot going around and it can destroy your whole field. So just be uh, careful, take one step at a time. There's a lot of good information on um, on Google. I'll be glad to help you any way I can. Um, I am working with Lavender Northwest, um, which is where Oregon and Washington have wonderful farms there, and I've connected with them. I'm also part of the um, U.S. Lavender Growers Association and getting involved with them. I've been involved with them for probably about 10 years and uh, another good resource. So um, it, it's fun to connect with other lavender growers, and there aren't that many here of us here in Montana. So um, one of my goals this year is to try to get more people involved um, that are interested in lavender and get more of a support group right here. Well, great. And then you, you were, your husband's name is Greg, right? Yes. And I met him at the dinner and you said he was a college professor before this. Is that correct? Yes. 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 He taught economics and, um, he is, he is like, I couldn't have done it without him. Um, he's been, um, so supportive and encouraged me. So that's made a huge difference. And he, he does whatever needs to be done. And, um, he's just, um, a great a great partner. Well, I after I met him, I found out that he was a college professor, and before I found that out, I could totally picture him being a college professor. He definitely is a great guy to talk to, and mm -hmm. would have been a great guy to learn from in college for sure. So yeah, well, he just he just retired from FECC uh, in Kalispell. He's also taught uh, Marshall University um, in West Virginia, um, and we he taught in uh, Louisiana as well. 
Um, so he's he's been around the block and he's an excellent teacher and um, it's um, retirement is something we're just going to take a new new challenge here a new a new time in our life but yeah he he was I must say he's a excellent instructor and teacher professor and I think he will be missed <laughs> yeah retirement in quotes he yes, seemed right. very busy right 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 keeping busy for sure well, we're going to wrap it up with that. So this is Making It Work in Montana. We're with Deb Davis on the summit of their home property that overlooks Flathead Lake in Lakeside, Montana. And really all you have to remember is uh, lavender. And then go on to the website, purplemountainlavendermontana.com to get connected. And I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to tell us what's going on up here. And I have a feeling that you're going to be very in demand about lavender based on what you've done so far, because I know I just found out and I felt like I should have known a long time ago what you were doing up here. Well, you know, it's a pleasure, been a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I just want to spread the word, word of uh, lavender. It's a wonderful, wonderful plant. And like I said, let's have fun with it. Well, thank you.